Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In May of 2022, Savannah Hale was an artistic, friendly, and easygoing college student. She was attending Louisiana State University in Shreveport with a major in computer science. At 22 years old, Savannah had a lot to look forward to in life with a bright future ahead of her. She had a boyfriend and a close-knit family in her immediate circle. And during this time, Savannah was staying with her boyfriend at his grandmother's house in Shreveport, Louisiana. In the morning hours of May 4th, 2022, Savannah's life would change. May 3rd, 2022 started, we believe, as a normal Tuesday for Savannah. That evening, she and her boyfriend would go to Fatty Arbuckles in Shreveport. They would spend the evening drinking and hanging out, mostly with just themselves. And after spending some time there, they would head back home. Sometime in the early morning hours, Savannah would leave the house, however, completely alone. She drives back and forth from her house to downtown Shreveport a few times, and then around 6 a.m., she stops at a store and makes a purchase. She also tries calling her sister, who doesn't answer. An hour later, Savannah is in a parking garage in Shreveport. She is seen leaving that parking garage alone. At 8 o'clock a.m., her sister tried calling Savannah back, but received no answer. She finally heads over to where Savannah was staying and wakes up the boyfriend, asking him where her sister is. But he had been drunk and was passed out, and he said he actually had no idea that Savannah had even left the house. Savannah hasn't been seen or heard from since, and her car remains missing as well. Where is Savannah Nicole Hale? And welcome back to the Where Are They podcast and yet another unsolved missing persons case. The disappearance of Savannah Hale boggles my mind. There are no signs of an accident. There's no signs of foul play. And there are no persons of interest. And a forensic trail of Savannah's actions right before she vanished only make this case more frustrating and quite frankly, bizarre. Her family has continued to keep up the fight to find Savannah. But even after a year and a half they are still left with more questions than answers. Before we jump in, I want to give a huge welcome to our newest Patreon members, Jill R., Suzanne, and Yes for Wes. Your support is so greatly appreciated. Our Patreon link, along with all of our social media links and contact information, can always be found in the show notes. If you're on YouTube and would like some visuals to go along with these cases, our YouTube channel link is in the notes as well. Or you can always find us just by searching for the Where Are They podcast. Remember, we try to make donations to all of the families of the missing persons we cover, and your support helps us do just that. And if you'd like to help them directly yourself, we also try to share those links on our social medias. 
Searching for missing persons can be extremely costly to the families, and it's so heartbreaking that their search efforts have to be hindered by finances. Even just $5 can go such a long way if enough people chip in. So let's get into the story of Savannah Hale. Savannah and Nicole Hale grew up very close to her family, especially her older sister, Kirsten, who, as they got older, would become best of friends. Savannah grew up in Caddo Parish, Louisiana, and was always considered a very artistic child, great with anything that required creativity, and she was known to be a good singer as well. Take a listen to this clip from Facebook of Savannah Hale singing, a clip that she posted herself. In college, Savannah chose to major in computer science and to attend Louisiana State University, Shreveport. In May of 2022, Savannah was 22 years old. She was continuing her studies at LSU, and she was living with her boyfriend in Shreveport. She was still exceptionally close to her family, especially her sister. And yet no one could foresee the strange events that were about to unfold. The Disappearance May 3rd, 2022 was a normal Tuesday for Savannah, at least at first, as far as we know anyways. That evening, Savannah and her boyfriend decided to go to Fatty Arbuckles in Shreveport. Fatty Arbuckles is a popular restaurant bar and is known to stay open overnight and close at 6 a.m., Savannah and her boyfriend wouldn't stay that late, however, and they would head home between 3 and 4 in the morning. The two were staying with his grandmother at her apartment, which was about five and a half miles from Fatty Arbuckles. Fatty Arbuckles is in the downtown riverfront district of Shreveport. Now, this is where things get weird. And I know the first thought is always the significant other, right? And while we can't rule anything out when we have no answers, I want to remind you not to jump to conclusions here. And you'll see why in a minute. It is believed that when Savannah and her boyfriend got home, her boyfriend passed out and Savannah allegedly went through his phone and found something she didn't like. She was quite upset with him from this. And we know this based on some text messages that she would send him. Her boyfriend admitted that he had had way too much to drink that night and he was blackout drunk and passed out as soon as they got back to the apartment. Now, what Savannah saw on that phone is unclear, but whatever it was, it upset her. It angered her. She sent some nasty text messages and she decided to leave the apartment. When Savannah's sister wakes up the next morning, she realizes that she missed a call from her sister, a call that came in at 6 a.m., So Kirsten calls Savannah back, but Savannah doesn't answer. It is now 8 o'clock a.m. By 9.30 a.m., her sister is really worried and drives over to the apartment. 
The boyfriend answers the door, and it's at this time that he realizes Savannah is missing. Since he had been passed out, he doesn't know where she is or even what time she had left the apartment. When they realize they can't find Savannah anywhere and her phone is now going straight to voicemail, her sister decides to call the police and report her sister missing. The Search A 22-year-old college student who hasn't been able to be reached for a day or so isn't a priority for authorities, but they take the report. Meanwhile, the boyfriend and the family try and track down Savannah themselves. And not only are they on the hunt for Savannah, but they're driving around looking for any signs of her car also. As the days go by and nothing new is learned, police do uncover some interesting forensic digital evidence, and they're able to formulate a timeline leading up to Savannah's disappearance. At 6.06 a.m., Savannah is seen on surveillance footage at a store, purchasing what is believed or what has been said to be a vape. She is alone, nothing seems abnormal, and she uses her debit card. Just after she leaves this store, at 6.08 a.m., this is when Savannah calls her sister Kirsten. Her sister is still asleep, however, and doesn't answer. Savannah does leave a voicemail. Kirsten later said there was nothing out of the ordinary about this voicemail at all. And just after the voicemail is left, Savannah's phone, for some reason, stops Google location tracking. At 7.03 a.m., Savannah was seen alone in her car, leaving the L.A. Tower parking garage. She was seen on their CCTV footage security cams. This parking garage is downtown Shreveport at 333 Travis Street. At 8.03 a.m., Kirsten wakes up, and this is when she gets that voicemail from Savannah. She starts calling Savannah back, but receives no answer. After another hour goes by, Kirsten goes to Savannah's home, the apartment where she was staying with the boyfriend. It is now almost 10 o'clock a.m. and still no one can reach Savannah. Kirsten wakes up the boyfriend and learns that Savannah must have left in the middle of the night. He has no idea where she went or what time she'd even left. He explained that he was so drunk and passed out, he has no knowledge of anything that happened after that. This leads us up to the point where she is reported missing. So the last time Savannah's whereabouts were known was at 7.03 a.m. when Savannah, in her 2012 Kia Forte car, was seen on surveillance video leaving the parking garage at 333 Travis Street in downtown Shreveport. She was alone in the car. She was alone in the surveillance at the store an hour prior when she ran in to buy that vape. She didn't seem in distress. Her voicemail to her sister that morning at 6.08 also seemed completely normal. It is strange that her phone goes dead right after that or is turned off, yet Savannah is seen an hour later driving out of a parking garage. Did she turn the phone off herself? Did her phone die? Did she not have a charger with her? From there, there have been no additional clues or a trail to follow. The clues literally stop right there. Savannah leaves that parking garage at 7 a.m. and is never seen or heard from again. 
Savannah's phone never comes back on. She doesn't use her bank account and her social security number nor her driver's license are ever used. Savannah has simply vanished. The boyfriend and other people in Savannah's life are questioned at length and they're cleared as persons of interest. The family has also stated publicly that although they currently have no communication with this boyfriend, they truly believe that he had nothing to do with Savannah's disappearance. So she either met with foul play with someone else, she had an accident, or possibly left town of her own free will. There was some media coverage of her story, mostly local, but not a lot. As we look at the area of Shreveport, specifically the area where she went missing, you'll see lots of waterways, which is always concerning in any missing person's case, but especially concerning when a vehicle has also gone missing. Both Savannah and her 2012 Kia Forte vanished in those early morning hours of May 4th, 2022. Police did search those waterways, as did at least three volunteer search and rescue water sonar teams. They did find some cars underwater, but none were Savannah's. Specialty teams were also called in to look for any recent accident sites where a car might have gone into the water, but again, nothing was found. Investigators also stated that her license plate was put into the database, and if it crosses any interstate, it would have been picked up on some type of interstate traffic cam. And to date, there have been no sightings of Savannah's car. They are certain if she left the area in her car, she did not do so via a main highway. Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport is located in the northwestern part of the state of Louisiana, near the Texas border. The population of Shreveport is just over 180,000 residents. The area specifically where Savannah and her boyfriend were that night, the night of May 3rd, is known as the Downtown Riverfront area. This is where Fatty Arbuckles is located, and this is where all the points of interest that we would see Savannah would take place. A lot of her movements that morning took her from the apartment she was living at, which we don't have an exact address for, we just know it was about five and a half miles from Fatty Arbuckles, to a store on North Market Street, and then to the parking garage over on Travis Street. All of this is within that five and a half mile radius back and forth. When she left that garage on Travis Street, Savannah isn't seen again on any security cameras, and her phone is not trackable. So where did she go from there? That area of Shreveport is known as the downtown riverfront because it sits on the banks of the Red River. The Red River, of course, being named for the red color tint of the water. It's also one of the few large saltwater rivers in the U.S. The river flows east-southeast from Texas into Arkansas and then down into Louisiana, passing right through Shreveport. From this river, there are a ton of other tributaries as well. There's a bunch of lakes in the area. There's ponds. There's no shortage of water in Shreveport and around Shreveport. Now, not knowing which way she might have went when she left the parking garage makes it difficult to kind of narrow down which bodies of water might have been in her path. And her vehicle was never seen on any highway cams. So if she did go anywhere, it was off of the main highways. That parking garage where she was seen driving out of, on Travis Street, 
and it's only a couple of blocks from Fatty Arbuckles. This parking garage is for an adjacent office building, and I have to wonder, why was she in a parking garage of an office building that early in the morning after staying out all night? The garage and Fatty Arbuckles are just a couple of blocks from the river, but this is a busy downtown area, and if there was a spot for a car to go in the water near there, Even if nobody saw, there would certainly be signs. And this was just after 7 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. The downtown area had to have people coming in to go to work, arriving at work, already at work. It couldn't have been a completely desolate area. The Red River was searched for several miles by the Cajun Navy and other investigators. There was no signs of Savannah or her Kia Forte. The Cajun Navy are an informal volunteer group comprising of local boat owners who assist in search and rescue efforts in the U.S., as well as offer disaster relief assistance. This is their specialty, water searches. They also searched the 12-mile bayou, another stretch of water that runs across the northern part of the city, but they found no signs of Savannah's car there either, and no signs that there was even a spot where a car had recently possibly gone into the water. They just found nothing. A few other volunteer search and water rescue teams came out to search as well and found, again, no signs of the college student or her 2012 Kia Forte. So where is 22-year-old Savannah Hale? Could she have left town of her own free will? But then why was her license plate never picked up on any traffic cameras? Could she have maybe met someone and left town with them? It was noted that authorities do have a copy of her phone records, but nothing has really been released pertaining to that other than that they couldn't track her location. But I wonder if she had any communication with anybody else. Was there anyone she was possibly hoping to see that morning or run into? Or was she possibly trying to meet up with someone? She didn't seem in any distress when she left her sister that voicemail at 6 a.m., but we do know that she had just had some kind of argument with her boyfriend. Even if her boyfriend was passed out, something pissed off Savannah Hale. Had she been planning on going back to Fatty Arbuckles? Maybe she was just out driving around blowing off steam. Maybe she had an accident. Maybe an intentional accident? I do have to wonder if it's just a coincidence that her phone stopped tracking that morning shortly before disappearing. It's just so Many unanswered questions here. What do you think happened to Savannah Hale? Savannah Hale is described as a Caucasian female standing 5 foot 8 inches tall and weighing around 160 pounds when she was last seen in May of 2022. She has blonde hair that she had recently dyed silver and she has blue eyes. Savannah has a birthmark on the back of her neck at the right side of her hairline a tattoo of a pyramid on the inside of her left ankle, and a tattoo of a butterfly on her upper left arm. She was believed to be wearing a black hooded sweatshirt, black leggings, and black sneakers. Savannah's car is also missing, a 2012 gray Kia Forte. This car does have a noticeable dent near the gas cap area, and it has Louisiana license plates. Anyone with any information is asked to contact the Shreveport Police Department at 318-673-7300. 
I'm still surprised at how quiet media has been on Savannah's story. I know John Lorden covered her case last year, and I did see a couple of YouTube videos from those search and water rescue teams, but just not a lot of media coverage. A local business at one point donated eight billboards to post Savannah's missing person information on. And it's just been very quiet from investigators on if they've had any leads or any tips or anything credible at all coming in. Her family did set up a Facebook group for her, Bring Savannah Hale Home. I'll put that link in the notes for you. Please consider joining that group for update. They have been so frustrated trying to get the help they need to find their daughter and their sister. Her story is baffling for sure. The pictures of Savannah show a happy girl with colored hair and pink lipstick, dark nail polish, a young girl with a bright future, a girl surrounded by a loving family. What happened in Shreveport, Louisiana in those morning hours of May 4th, 2022? Savannah, where are you? A big thank you for listening to Savannah's story today. By listening and sharing these stories, you can help tremendously. Please give us a follow over on the socials. This also helps our posts reach more people. And if you are interested, check out our YouTube channel for more visuals from this case. A huge thank you again to Jill R., Suzanne, and Yes for Wes for recently joining us over on Patreon. Your support means the world to us. You can always reach out to me via social media at any time or email me at canwefindthem at gmail.com. Feedback is always welcome and I'm always looking for your case suggestions, those small town cases that need more media coverage. Thank you again so much for listening to Savannah's story today. We will be back again very soon with another unsolved missing persons case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones. Mm -hmm.